So I think uh, just about settling in now. Takes a few days. So I thought this morning, um, I think I'll just play something short at the beginning of this before <laughs> the, the the sheer volume of words sends you to sleep. <laughs> So the the, uh, the 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 practical point of this is a short short phrase you can remember, <laughs> uh, and I'll expound on that. So the, the phrase that you can bear in mind and, and consider in terms of your practice: uh, uh, accept, don't adopt. Hmm? Accept, don't adopt don't reject that's it <laughs> that's the that's the beginning of it anyway <laughs> accept accept the presence of an experience adopt means you don't grab it and start acting on it uh, you don't reject it you don't say it shouldn't happen and start acting on that yeah. So there's a pause, and the pause occurs around this quality of chitana, or uh, intention, or impulse. Something rises up. Okay. <coughs> now, if that if that's checked, then there's a moment of something like a felt moment of pausing space. And then the interesting piece, where am I? What's important now? Accept the presence of an experience, thought, sound, sight memory, sensation, feeling don't adopt it don't grab hold of it, believe it, act upon it, engage with it don't reject it, don't dismiss it, shut it out fight with it and we don't do that the intention, this quality of activation, jitana pauses, it hovers what do I do? What do I do? What do I do? Where are you? Where am I now? Okay, sense of location here. Ah. Ground. What's important now? What's helpful now? What's skillful now? Don't try to put words on these in the terms when they ask the question, don't come up with a verbal answer, just wait. See what arises. The message could be something like we need to just calm, take a break. See what occurs. Path occurs. 
some path, some more meaningful and chance to in, introduce something you feel good about, feel clear about. This is hmm. when I'm grounded, when I'm really here, not running, not tightening up, not rejecting, not fluttering, not feeling overwhelmed. Then, moment open, wisdom arises. Wisdom may something say something like, <coughs> "Well." I think that's her problem. I don't have to get into that. Could be a number of things, but it will arise. Wisdom arises, and the action, the first action of wisdom, yeah, as it arises, is goodwill. Could be towards myself, other people, life in general. It doesn't mean I adore it, it means I do not harm, I do not violate, I refrain from going into ill will, fear, grudge, rage, resentment, bitterness, <laughs> panic, all these diseases of the will, of the intention. Let my intention be clear, pure, something I feel, whether it works or not, I, this is something I feel you know, worthy. So, run a few examples, you know, if you're sitting there, yeah, what was that? Yeah. My mother is a control freak, always trying to tell me what to do, always trying to tell me how to, how to, how to arrange my life. My mother's a total control freak, always trying to tell me how I should dress, who I should marry, what kind of hair I should have, always trying to get in charge of my life, she drives me nuts. Accept, <laughs> don't adopt, don't reject. Where am I? Am I really here yet? Or am I still really rising up into my head, my face? Am I really completely here yet? Oh, filling up presence. Here I am. Maybe she is a control freak. Maybe. That's her problem. And I need to perhaps tell her steadily, Mother, this is my life. I'm the one who's to die with it. You can't stop that. If you want to control my life, make sure I never die and get sick. Then you can have it. <laughs> but maybe you have something you want to tell me, you know, about your concerns or worries and so forth. You might come up with something a little more, you know, happy to listen, but take that in, reflect upon it. So this, you know, I'm not trying to fill in all the details of how you deal with things. This is the point of contact. The perception arises, contact, contact. Then jitana, volition, arises. Is it? You know, it cannot be the case that when perception arises, there is no contact. There's always contact. Perception arises, the impression of something, 
you know, a sense of that's beautiful, that's comfortable, that's familiar, that's weird, that's disgraceful, those perceptions arise. There's contact. If, if no contact, you wouldn't know anything. There'd be nothing to discern. Perception and contact come together. Contact is perception. Yeah. So if you're sitting here and you're reading a book and a fly lands on your back, you don't notice it, there's no perception, that doesn't count as contact. What is being contacted? Your chitta is being contacted. If the chitta is contacted, activation, chaitana, comes from chitta. So you're sitting here reading a book, fly lands on your back, you may touch your skin, but no perception arises, doesn't count as contact. Yeah, in, in terms of uh, this training and teaching. What's beyond? Contact is probably coming from the words on the page and the ideas. Contact, perception, contact, they are interdependent. Can't be perception without contact, can't be contact without some perception. Somebody says something, you think, you know, he's a control freak. (laughs) That's the way it seems. Okay, it's not a particularly pleasant perception. You may not enjoy it. There it is. Don't accept it. Don't reject. Don't adopt it. Accept the presence of that. Where am I? Oh, what's important now? So as we, what's important now? What's beautiful now? What's skillful now? What's helpful now? What's appropriate now? I think I need to be a little less judgmental. Oh. That's, the voice may say that. You know, he's probably busy doing the best he can. It's only to be less judgmental. Maybe something like that. I don't know. Because this wisdom is always, uh, you know, it's spontaneous. It's not something that's got a whole library book of set phrases. <laughs> it comes from the embodiment, from the embodiment of ground. And it's as wise as you can be at this moment. And it will, it will develop. But probably this may be as wise as you can, as you can be at this moment. <laughs> you know, it may develop, but right now that's your bit of wisdom is, uh-huh, excuse me, um, that doesn't sit very well with me, what you just said. Maybe that's, it's still true. So you don't have to have all well, you should do this, and we should do that, and the Buddha says this, that's not, that's, that's just knowledge. It may be, you know, good knowledge, but real uh, meditative, contemplative wisdom, the realization wisdom, the wisdom that really comes straight from the heart, straight from the awareness, straight is, and liberates you, reading books won't liberate you, is this spontaneous wisdom that arises when you're really grounded here and you pause on that volition. How interesting, you know, that it's the space rather than the content (laughs) 
the space gives rise, it's like a womb the space gives rise to wisdom, not the content not another set of, of words words may take us to that space, so we use the words like a question yeah. where am I now? am I here yet? really here, and what do we use as here? the body gives us location mind has no location mind is just uh, like the wind blowing, breezing, fluttering, raging there's no fixed location body always gives you a sense here, here, here it's quite simple and you fill that quality of here feel it as fully as you can extend it so you feel nothing is being left out down to the soles of your feet skin spine and then you have a, a foundation for wisdom you know, and then you, so you ask the question where am I and then how you found where you are when you sit where you've settled where you are then now what seems important what seems useful what's beautiful what's kalyana tell the truth tell the truth that's probably good (laughs) the truth could be I feel very upset by what you said no that's all I'm not saying you're a nasty person that, that affected me this way maybe it's my problem maybe that's the truth yeah. but that's the beginning of it you tell the truth at least to yourself <laughs> whether anybody else listens or not that's there that's, you can't guarantee that at least you tell the truth to yourself you're very upset so what's important now? it's a sense of compassion, goodwill to myself yeah realizing I'm sensitive or quite vulnerable on this topic so noticing my face has tightened up my shoulders have hunched relax come into something more warm and uh, refuge like sounds like a long process and it can be quite long it can take you know minutes sometimes an hour even I don't know but you get better at it as you gain confidence in it because this is not the normal pathway this is not the normal channel the mind runs down the normal channel straight into the jetana (laughs) straight into the volition straight into the do it immediately get out with that response immediately in fact even before you've really heard what they've said because you can imagine what they're about to say you see that person, here she comes again right, (laughs) you're ready to as soon as she opens her mouth you're ready to hit back (laughs) so you know if if the the being doesn't know anything more than jitana, volition this is the kind of thing they do they basically build out defence strategies so they're already prepared to duck, weave, block, 
parry, thrust, <laughs> before things happen. So you're walking around like a like a got military equipment on, you know, ready to repel or collapse. You know, just just huddle over. Sorry, okay. Wait till it passes. <laughs> but then what occurs through that is that the, there's a sense of you know, the emotional quality is then stuffed, canned, and you get a sense of impotence and resentment that sits in it, poisons you. You lose confidence, you lose faith in yourself, you feel poisoned and grumpy and miserable. And that affects everything. So if you, you, know, if you don't uh, release these things, then you store them. If you don't release these, you know, disagreeable impulses, you store them. They don't go away. There isn't such a thing as a way. You either deal with it or you store it up. Store it up, you can deal with it later. It's called kicking the can down the road. So if you don't deal with that feeling of resentment or impotence now, okay, fair enough, but you're going to have to deal with it later. That's the, that's the vipaka, the result. And we are heirs to our karma. Now this is not about trying to make you feel guilty, it's just the sheer acknowledgement of the, say, the sheer law of karma. If you don't deal with something, if it's not released, it must stay in the system. Guess where else is going to go? <laughs> it stays in the system. Now it doesn't necessarily stay in its really volatile form, it stays in a kind of con- condensed form. So we're not constantly enraged, we have suppressed rage, suppressed resentment, suppressed guilt. The suppressed fear means that you you numb out basically. Something you numb shuts it down. Don't think about that. It's all right. I shouldn't feel like that. Stop feeling like that. And there's a sort of thing, you know. Something happens in the energy system. It has to contract to do that can't be open and relaxed and suppress an emotion at the same time. <laughs> yeah, something has to do the suppressing, it just suppresses it. I'm not saying this is wrong, it's not wrong or right or wrong, but there's a consequence to that. Maybe that's the best you could do. Okay, that's that's also true. Maybe you just you know, you're you find it better to suppress it than to bash somebody in the head. <laughs> I'll probably agree with you. <laughs> yeah. So, but then if you, we all, I'm sure, suppress some of these difficult feelings and emotions because we didn't know how to discharge them. We didn't know the place of release. We didn't know about the Dhamma. So we have suppressed some of these things. Okay, and when we meditate, these things, these some of these patterns come up. You're sitting there meditating, nice peaceful place, nobody's really bothering you. You know, and you're feeling really anxious and angry. (laughs) 
and there's memories of what people have done come up in your mind <laughs> suddenly the worms come out of the can don't they because <laughs> oh, you're not you know when you're talking about relaxing opening up this is you, you open up to the past karma uh, and then what do you do so try and stop it go back to the breath and you try and wedge those worms back in the can there's only so much there's only so much room in the can <laughs> and eventually you know it gets so tight in there <laughs> your body feels constricted you can't really feel it at all you just get a little bit of body up in your nose and throat and the rest of it's just kind of like something down there you don't feel a sense of ease or relaxation you can't even breathe properly if it gets really dense tense because you, you're the, the, the um, energy system is shutting, closing it even causes the muscles to contract subtle muscles to contract you get tension when nothing to be tense about apparently except the truth of the matter is that you know in terms of our real heart of our experience our awareness we don't move forward in time that is something that, if you look at it chronologically, may have happened two weeks ago. That's over with. That was two weeks ago, says the thinking mind. Don't be silly. That was when I was five years old. Don't be silly. That's all over now. No, it isn't. Because you haven't released it. And maybe it's over with, I don't know. But if it's coming up, it isn't over with because nothing's finished until it's released Vipaka is still there until it's released it may not be apparent to you until you relax and open up and sit quietly not having any more input not having more stimulation not having more things to do so the mind is less occupied then the old karma starts to surface because we're not putting new stuff into the can so this is the the, the, you know when we are cultivating big picture not just meditating but cultivating and we're cultivating ending karma this means clearing out purifying karma purifying cleaning the system so it hasn't got all these worms in the can and then the mind can be light open, free spontaneous not defended, not full of strategies and opinions and defense policies and uh, placation policies if I do this and I'm nice they'll give me this placation who do you owe the debt to? so you know we have to accept the presence of these worms as the can opens up we don't adopt them that already is big practice how do you not adopt them? 
when you begin to, to begin to understand the Dhamma, you get some perspective on this. This is what happens. This is old karma. This is perceptions, memories, thoughts, emotions arising. How do you not adopt them? Well, you've been instructed, recommended. The basis there is just coming to the fullness of your body, presence here, if you can do that. This means, yeah, they're still flowing, but there's less engagement. Yeah. Uh, breathe out, less engagement. And this can give you uh, a practical, accessible guide to this space we call awareness. I'm aware of that. There isn't a big activation going on. Activation, sankara of which the primary activation is called chitana or volition there are others Sankara means that which is made, built up and continues to build up more so I liken it to a program like a computer program, it's been constructed and has the ability to construct other programs constructs defense policies it constructs placation policies it, it constructs escape routes it constructs identities it constructs rights and wrongs and so in this way uh, so informed by volition so acted upon more karma gets created. So it goes on and on. This is the ongoing. And uh, there's no ending of suffering and stress in that. So the various kinds of contact, physical contact, something touches the body, uh, that's not uh, an issue, that's not uh, karma, that's just because you got born. So sometimes people imagine there are, you know, everything that happens to them is because of they did something in a previous life that brought it on. Uh, the Buddha himself said, no, there's eight causes and conditions for the arising of feeling and only one of those is karma so, so in other words you, you get sick not because you did something wrong in a previous life it's just you've got a body <laughs> and they're subject to what are called humours and heat and so forth you got hit by a truck not because you kicked a policeman in a previous life because you weren't watching where you were going <laughs> or the man or the truck driver was drunk or something you've got a body that's not karma that's uh, so accident that's a, that's the cause uh, humors which means just bodily condition uh, um, it's too, too out of eight not very good is it uh, in other words, a lot of it isn't some, something you can say, oh, it's my fault. Even karma isn't my fault. 
uh, your one's deficit is wisdom. (laughs) And the wisdom arises from that ability to pause, step back, review, and choose clearly a response. So accept presence of something, don't adopt it, don't reject it. Pause, where am I? What's good now? What's appropriate now? Right now? What's beautiful now? Follow that line. Could be just to say how I'm being affected by what's been done. Even say it to myself. Rather than she's this, she's that, she's enough. I am, I am annoyed. I am angry. And this anger is something I don't want to act upon. Okay, so how is that? Where is that in my body? Now, actually, there are uh, through, particularly through tra- training oneself in terms of because we get many, many uh, contact moments where we feel you know, disappointed, irritated, um, you know, indignant, or nervous, frightened, anxious, left out, rejected, um, guilty, sad. Uh, ashamed of oneself, these kind of things. Yeah. <laughs> Feeling obliged, I've got to, I ought to, I must. These kind of things happen. You get plenty of those. So, and just noticing when any of these impressions arise in the mind, some of these contact words or contact emotions, that bomb. And then just notice, you can play with them, what happens. So when you get angry, you flush. And flush rushes up, heat rushes up, the body produces a certain vitality, uh, burning, uh, surging, rushing out. Hmm? You just contemplate that, there's an energy running out, isn't there? There's an energy running out. Now, could it be that, that if we actually go to that energy, and instead, what's it like to really feel down my legs into the, my feet? And the energy then becomes something like strength. So we stand our ground. There's no ill will in that. There's no hatred in that. There's nothing you need to reject in that. It may not be something that immediately feels like it's giving you an answer. Now what's helpful? So you begin to catch some of these energetic flushes and redirect them. Hmm. This sounds like it's subtle, but um, that redirecting uh, can be just a matter of noticing, you, you know, the feeling of it's very simply going out, rising out, flaring up, overwhelm, and then a kind of moment, where am I? Where really am I? And just use that, that word, that thought, and let your body find where it is. Because the body has location. Am I really here yet? Yeah. And so in a way the body begins to learn when these contact impression rises, bang, touch, flare, so it will turn it down here. 
and it's like you, you, you can retrain some of your energetic patterns the body will do that sometimes it is certainly quite a few moments quite a few a minute or two you said to swallow and here I am so it's uh, you know, we feel frightened and overwhelmed perhaps you feel frightened and overwhelmed do you want to shut down close everything down where am I now feel but tend to feel and gain the strength of presence standing your ground and this is not so that that's that's the model if you, you know, if you train like that gradually that wisdom space opens more becomes more assured it doesn't have immediate strategies but as it opens it becomes more assured it gets quicker sharper more agile yeah, it says something like excuse me just a minute I've got to uh, give me a moment will you it's those things like play for time until you really feel the proper response is coming <coughs> And essentially, you know, the, the direct response has to be not about him or her or them or this place or that country or this way of doing things. That's 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 too far. The first response is to be this me. What's happening here? Feeling confused, feeling disoriented. Okay, that's what's happening. What's needed? Wherever you go, is the ground beneath your feet? There's this, the space, go to that, and then redress. Pause, disoriented. Okay, why don't we just wait till things clear? Or, excuse me, could you help me with this? I'm not certain. Because when you have your own ground, then you, you, you have a certain sense of, even if you don't know what to do, you have a certain sense of confidence in presence. Not in, not in doing, but in being. Doing's always a bit matter of opinion. <laughs> Whether it's right or wrong, doesn't work, you know, but being, that's true. Doing's always, you know, bad, maybe, but being, that's as true as it's going to get, isn't it? Being here is not a matter of an opinion. <laughs> it's here. So you get confidence in that. You know, well, whatever else, it doesn't seem to say very much, but it's a good place to start when the confidence arises. When confidence arises, you're no longer frightened. You're no longer impulsive. You're no longer needing to jump to conclusions. You no longer need to defend yourself. So then the response can come from somewhere that's just clear and balanced. This, this is a helpful thing to cultivate. Yeah. Now, we can probably recognize some of these uh, unfortunate 
uh, powerful emotional surges that can happen yeah. and sometimes it can be the case that you know the, the compression the contraction of the, uh, the suppression is so so uh, powerful you don't even have any words so sometimes people hear a lot of inner chatter and they think that's the problem mm, that is, yeah that can be a problem but an even bigger problem when there isn't any <laughs> it's just this kind of numb feeling because some things have got buried so deep they can't express themselves they're stuck body feels stuck and numb I don't know why I feel strangely frozen and tired or worn out I don't know why nothing's saying anything I just feel worn out tired exhausted why? some things haven't got have have lost their voice because they haven't been listened to for 20 years so they shut up but they're still there so as we do things like some of this body work and energetic practices what can happen is these things start to groan and speak they don't speak necessarily words they speak images they speak in images, they speak in strange energies that move through feeling unbalanced, suddenly prickling and tingling, hot, cold, sharp, strange, searing what's happening? the the worms are speaking in worm tongue, worm language And so we don't have to even interpret them so much as create the space and the quality of metta, goodwill, and whole body. Yeah. Tendency again when we feel disturbing uh, energies is to is to either get fascinated by them, oh wow, this is interesting, where's this going? Yeah. Or something's going wrong, panic, and try and suppress it. And all this means that the attention span narrows. Now, attention is also a sankara. Attention, the ability to form a focus. The ability to form a focus, that's sankara too, it's constructed. And as we've been as I suggested, you can change the construction. You can have a very wide focus, narrow focus. You can hold attention steady on a wide thing or on a small thing. Attention is a construction and you can deliberately construct and deconstruct it now notice you know, again with uh, um, things that get you going contacts that that uh, you find potent um, exciting disturbing uh, confusing painful uh, you know stuff that's got some potency in it your attention probably goes closes around it you don't decide to, the attention closes around it. What's this? And as, you, as the attention closes around it, it also has a compressing effect. We don't want compression for that. You want space for wisdom to operate. So actually when you feel some of these, you know, strange energies, strange sensations, strange, you want to open, not collapse into a, vacuous foggy state but just open to the peripheries of the body 
open to the peripheries of the body so you've got something as a frame of reference hold the space and you know, practice acceptance, patience, breathing and out let the body sort it out yeah because it's not self <laughs> and it's not something you can sort out by thinking about it but the body can sort it out yeah. because it uh, it does it inclines towards health and healing if you cut your finger you don't have to say oh cut my finger right I better start clot- clotting some blood get that thing healed pronto I don't have a cut finger body says shut up get out of the way I'll deal with this <laughs> it starts doing it it inclines towards that it's a self repair system we've been bashing this body around for years and somehow it still keeps coming back <laughs> despite all the falling the bruising the cutting the twisting <laughs> it still keeps coming back despite all the bad posture <laughs> you know that the neglect the abuse it still keeps coming back it's trying to stay alive and healthy despite us <laughs> so don't get yourself into all that position of trying to figure it sort it you are the problem <laughs> So when self disappears, wisdom can come in. <laughs> it doesn't mean we, we space out, it means you're giving room for, this is body wisdom. Why do you think, oh, it feels, starts to open or soften or brighten. You begin to, as you using practices to increase and, and give the body more responsibility and more and, and respect its intelligence and use its intelligence you know to balance to find rhythm to walk to compose so the body begins to come alive as you use as you respect the body's intelligence it starts to wake up and it starts to do the work now my practice, my mind practice, is to sustain appropriate attention. Not a compulsive attention, but appropriate careful attention. Yeah. And appropriate intention. The intention is steady. The intention is quality of patience, acceptance, not adopting, not rejecting. Patience, acceptance. And what can I respect? Whatever else I can respect in the quality of goodwill. Whether I can, that's worthwhile, I think. I never found anything wrong with that. So that's, that's what you do. And then holding the space, letting things process through. And then you get from that place where you get specific wisdoms. That is, you get the general field of wisdom of handling things. Then you begin to get specific wisdom. Of Oh, that was that was fear. Oh, that was just uh, a complete misunderstanding. That was, and, and as a process completes, as it completes, then you get the understanding in your head. At the end of it, it's like it delivers the message. Finished. That was what it was about. Oh, right. <laughs> 
So this is the, the noble truth, isn't it? The suffering, <laughs> yeah. the welling up, the, so we look at origin not just as origin in time, right? five years ago, I said, oh, because I was like this, but origin right now, the welling up, here it comes, about to suffer, here I am, big time, suffering. That memory, here we go. So it's welling up. Yeah. It's welling up from this causal basis. Yeah. Basis can have been wanting to get rid of. Wanting to be something is the big basis. Yeah, so they're wanting to be something. Yeah be away from this experience, not have this experience, be other than this experience. Okay, we are not other than this experience. So then the process wells up, arising, and it rises and it's held carefully. This is the uh, path and ceasing, allowing it to blow through and then you get the understanding oh that's what that's all it's about Mm. and this changes you definitely changes you because what begins to occur is that the strategies of Sankara defense policy, the placation policy, the intimidation policies, the avoidance, escape route policies, they become irrelevant. You don't need that. They go on the scrap. <laughs> Instead, so it changes you. Uh, and this is the beauty of it, because not self, it doesn't mean we, there's nothing here, it means that this apparent sense of self, this conviction in history and patterns and behavior, is a fabrication. And that fabrication can be revealed. This isn't. This is painful. This is unnecessary. This is using my energy for no good. Enough. So transformations can occur. Now this process, uh, you know, just bearing once again, return to this, uh, you know, we're so very much uh, believing in the world of time. Time is a construction. Here and now, you can have memory. So a memory of five years ago can happen now. It doesn't happen anywhere else, does it? Expectation of tomorrow, that's happening now, it doesn't happen anywhere else. So once you really get a sense of presence, then what you can say is that the potent experiences that have not been finished are still arising. And my mind says, oh that was yesterday. My mind places them in time. In themselves, they're not placed in time. They're placed in citta, <laughs> awareness. They're not placed in time. They're placed in, in citta, which is the which which accumulates karma. 
And similarly, well, how long will this take? Will it take me an hour? What about, well, you know, I only got another couple of days in retreat. Can I get it cleared by, you know, two days' time? I've got to hurry up and get it done because I don't want to go out in this mess. <laughs> well, let me think. So, of course, I can do it faster, quicker. Yeah. To make sure I clear it all. Because, mm-hmm. you know, in a couple of days' time, I'll be somewhere else. I won't have this chance to practice anymore. Yeah. Pause. Don't accept. Don't reject. Don't adopt. <laughs> that thought sounds like panic to me. <laughs> sounds like worry to me. How does it sound like to you? As yeah. soon as you begin the world of time in, you're losing ground. And the more uh, that we uh, gain ground, gain here-ness, if you like, there is a gain. It's a gain in presence. The more we return to presence, all you can say is, this is the prime condition for the release of old karma. And don't put numbers on that. This is the prime condition for releasing old karma. And the rest, don't even bother to think about it. <laughs> Next life, five lifetimes, seven lifetimes, one lifetime, three years. All that is not going to do you any good. It'll take, it will it will process it in accordance with <laughs> the laws of karma. Uh, you can't, the self can't organize this. Set up the conditions. And I'm trying to suggest that the conditions that we establish are not that, you know, particular to a meditation retreat. Yeah, yeah. They're not that particular to a meditation retreat. Sure, a meditation retreat can give us many advantages, but the idea of this, this occasion is to be able to get to the point of knowing what's in the can, understanding it, understanding the basic patterns, and understanding a, you know, a simple, simple phrase that you can take with you. Accept, don't adopt, don't reject, where am I? I can do that on a train, you know, I'm sitting, standing in a tube, underground train in, in London. Places stacked full of bodies, people crunched up, squashing, yeah, yeah, yeah. hanging on to strap. Except, don't adopt. Where am I? And I realize I'm not in London. I'm not in a train. I'm here. There's this kind of bodies being pressed, contacted. That's the nature. That's the body. Is that in here? And just you know, open, empty, opening. Yeah. Oh, you know, I'm not. I don't think this is a massive attainment. So I hope I don't sound like I'm boasting, but I think you can do that. 
Of course, it's easy when you're not actually having to run around while you're doing it. So you're driving a car, remember, appear to be going somewhere, you appear to be going somewhere, it seems to be 7.30, numbers on the clock, seem to be driving through, typing, don't accept, don't reject, don't adopt, where am I? Sitting down, holding something in my hands, visual consciousness arising. Talking to someone, talking to Su Lee. Yeah. Don't accept, <laughs> don't adopt, don't reject. Where am I? Okay, she seems to be getting rather excited. I'm feeling a sense of agitation. Where am I? How am I with that? What's important now? Listen, take your time. And you find this so that because the quality, particularly in uh, between human beings, we all have chitta, we all have this potential for wisdom. If you start being opening your wisdom, your space, there's a good chance something will happen to the other person. You know, so you see, she'll she'll feel you're not reacting, and she'll and she'll start to calm down. Because she was all agitated, because she's got a defense policy <laughs> running and a strategy policy done. And if you're not running yours, hers starts to sort of deconstruct as well. Mm-hmm. Take, you know, clearly it's in yourself, but it, people can pick it up. So, you know, this is something to cultivate. Cultivating in all the postures because contact is always happening. Sankara, sanya, perception. Sankara is contact, attention, and intention. Attention, intention can be compulsive. Attention could be compulsive. We always assume to understand something you have to get right up to it and hold it tight. Uh, that's the visual uh, map of attention. But in terms of bodily experiences, you know, the attention that releases isn't necessarily right up close. It can be spacious if that's what's needed. It gives it space. So you practice with these. This is the world that we travel through. <clears throat> Probably if you're those of you contemplate or recognize the aggregates, you'll notice this, they're beginning to be mentioned. Sanya, Sankara, this is the real hot stuff in the aggregates. Kandas, which are our, our ongoing experience. Feeling, consciousness bringing things in. Uh, forms arising, perceptions arising, feeling arising, sankharas arising to as a response to that. This is our all-encompassing world that we chant with that phrase. This is, this is our all-encompassing world. You don't 
where's the end of that? <laughs> All encompassing world. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the end of it is in that space where the world arises, is known, sensed, and moves on. And as we realize there's a here that was never in the world in the first place. So, I'm just about to set up the intention to ring the bell, but I'm pausing on that. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, here we go.